America was established on the sacrifices of people who willingly pledged their lives, their fortune, and their sacred honor to be able to provide freedom to future generations. This is something that we believe strongly as Americans. And we're so grateful for the sacrifices of those who have come before us to provide this freedom. And among those freedoms, first and foremost, that our forefathers sacrificed to pass down and provide to us today was a desire for religious liberty in our nation. In fact, our First Amendment reads of the Constitution, it says, Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof. And America was, a found, was founded as a nation to provide freedom to its people to be able to hear the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and to respond to it. One of our founding fathers, Patrick Henry, he very famously said, it cannot be emphasized too strongly or too often that this great nation was founded not by religionists, but by Christians, and not on religion, but on the gospel of Jesus Christ. What a powerful statement from one of our founding fathers. And our founding fathers made no apologies for why they were fighting for freedom. It wasn't the only reason they were fighting for freedom, but it was chief among the, re among the reasons. To provide a land where people would have the opportunity to teach, preach, and hear the truth of God's Word. And that has been a legacy that has now been passed down from generation to generation. Now, unlike many nations before us, the truth of the gospel was not something that was going to be forced on the people of this nation. It was going to be something uh, where all men would have the opportunity to hear the truth and have the freedom to decide for themselves what they believe about the truth that the Bible tells us of Jesus Christ. And so, throughout our rich history, the sacrifices made by our forefathers have passed down this freedom, this opportunity that we still possess here today to be able to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And it is my privilege to be able to do so. And so as you sit here today, we've heard about sacrifice. We've heard about freedom. But we've also heard about the greatest sacrifice. See, all the sacrifices made by our veterans throughout all of our history, all of those who have sacrificed their life for the cause of freedom to pass it down to a, another generation, all of those sacrifices were based off of a still greater sacrifice. And that greater sacrifice was the sacrifice of Jesus Christ for all of our sins. John, chapter number 15 and verse 13 in the Bible, it says, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Greater love. The Bible speaks of that greater love. We, throughout our history, have seen examples of that greater love from the men and women who have given their lives for the cause of freedom. And yet the greatest love 
was extended by Jesus Christ himself. And I want to talk to you for just a couple minutes about his great love. Because when we think about what Jesus Christ has done for us, we see, first of all, a great love that he exhibited for us and that he came and willingly sacrificed his life for us. As Jesus stood on this earth, he said before he went to the cross, no man takes my life from me, but I lay it down willingly of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it back again. Jesus Christ demonstrated the fact that He chose to go to death in the place of every single one of us. And He exhibited the greatest kind of love that could ever be exhibited and that He was willing to sacrifice Himself for the likes of people like us. So we see a great love demonstrated by the Savior, but we also see a great problem. A great problem that, that, that necessitated this great act of love. And the great problem is that all of us are sinners. In Romans chapter number 5 and verse number 8, the Bible tells us these words. In fact, I want to start in verse number 6 of this chapter. It says, For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. It's talking about all of us. The Bible describes us as being ungodly, not like God. And this says, For scarcely for a righteous man would, some, would one die, yea, even peradventure for a good man some would dare to die. But God commended or demonstrated His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. This is a great problem that we possess. We're all sinners. Sin is anything that you do wrong that breaks God's law, whether it be from your thoughts or your words or your actions. It's sin. And the Bible says in Romans 3.23, as the young people quoted a moment ago, that all of us have sinned. We've all crossed a line that God's drawn and said we're not supposed to cross it. And because of that, we are guilty in the eyes of a holy God. And what we deserve from God is not love. What we deserve from God is not sacrifice. But what we deserve is judgment and punishment for all of eternity. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. That's what we deserve. And that is why we have such a great problem because all of us have sinned and all of us deserve to be punished for our sin. But I'm so thankful that though we have this great problem, we're sinners against God, we're ungodly. The Bible even describes us in Romans chapter 5 as being the very enemies of God. And even though we were His enemies, the Bible said that Jesus still came and sacrificed Himself in our place for our sin. He died the death that we deserve to die. Now it's one thing to sacrifice yourself for your friends. But we were not his friends when he sacrificed himself for us. The Bible says we were his enemies. And whoever sacrificed their life for their enemies? Jesus Christ. We see a great love from Christ and a great problem that we possess that we're sinners in desperate need of being forgiven of our sin and saved from the punishment that we deserve for our sin. And then the next place we see that there is a great salvation. These young people just sang about it a moment ago. A divine exchange. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse number 21 says that 
God has made Jesus to be sin for us, even though he knew no sin. Why? So that we could be made the righteousness of God in him. You can imagine this with me. Jesus Christ came into this world and he was sinless. He was righteous. He was perfect. He is holy. All of these things describe who Jesus is. But God sent Jesus down into this world because all of us have a problem that we can't solve. We are sinners, hopelessly lost in our sin and hopelessly deserving of eternal punishment and there's nothing we can do to clean ourselves up. There's nothing we can do to take back the wrong things that we've done. All we deserve is punishment. The Bible says even our best efforts to try to clean up our lives amount to nothing more than filthy rags. The more we try to make ourselves better, the more we try to make ourselves worthy of heaven, worthy of God, we just mess it up more and we mess it up more and none of us deserve to go to heaven. None of us deserve God's favor and God knew that. So he sent Jesus who was perfect and holy and righteous down to this earth. And when Jesus went to the cross, the Bible says that God made him to be sin for us. This is what happened on the cross. Jesus took everything that you've ever done wrong on himself. Even though he had never sinned, He took all of your sin on himself so that when God looked at Jesus on the cross, what he saw was every wrong thing you've ever done. You know what God did? He punished Jesus for your sin while he hung on that cross. And Jesus died for your sin, according to the scripture. You say, why would he do that? Because he loves you. Because he doesn't want you to suffer punishment for your sin. He wants to save you. He died for your sin. But not only that, not only did he die to pay for your sin, but now, here's the great exchange. Jesus takes all the wrong you've ever done and he suffers for your wrong. Now he offers you in the place of all your wrongdoing, his righteousness. And so that when you trust Jesus as your Savior, you are washed clean of all your sin. And that when God looks at you, He no longer sees all the wrong things you've done, but He sees the righteousness of His Son, Jesus Christ, and the blood that He shed on the cross for your sin. Well, we often sing the hymn, What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. And that's what Jesus did. This is the great salvation Jesus provides. It's a divine exchange. If you understand you're a sinner and deserve punishment for your sin, and you understand that Jesus came and died on a cross for your sin, you can receive this divine exchange today by trusting in Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can give Him your sin and let Him forgive you of that sin and receive His righteousness and know that your sins are forgiven, that Jesus is your Savior, that God is your your father and that you are on your way to heaven when you die that's what the bible teaches us and all this was made possible by the lord's great sacrifice so we see a great love we see a great problem we see a great salvation and the last thing we see is a great opportunity see all of this took place jesus came died paid for our sins He rose again from the dead. He's alive today and He's ascended to the Father. And the Bible says that there is not salvation in any other, for there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's only through Jesus. 
And now he sits in heaven, and the Bible says in Hebrews 7 that he is able to save to the uttermost all those who come unto God by him. He is able to save you. Whatever you've done, wherever you are, however great you think your sins are, Jesus can wash you clean of every single one of them. Because he's almighty God. And he has the ability to do that today. And now, because of his great sacrifice, he's giving you a great opportunity to receive what he's done for you. See, the Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus has bought and paid for your salvation and now he offers it to you as a gift you must simply receive. And here's your opportunity. The Bible tells you how you can receive what Jesus Christ has done for you. Romans chapter 10 and verse number 9. It says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. It puts it simply in verse 13. It says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It's very simple. God made this so simple that a young child could understand it and accept it all the way up to, well, however, you, however old the oldest person is in here today, okay? It's not rocket science. Jesus knew we couldn't save ourselves, and so he did everything that was necessary for us to be saved, and he simply asks us to believe and accept what he has done for us. I told you, as Americans, so many of our father, forefathers have fought to preserve us the freedom to be able to express exactly what I am expressing to you today. Jesus Christ gave the ultimate sacrifice so that you would be able to accept what I have just shared with you today. The only question that remains has there been a day and a time in your life where you have accepted what Jesus Christ has done for you? Do you understand that you're a sinner today? Do you understand what you deserve because of your sin? Do you believe what the Bible says about Jesus? How he came and died on a cross for your sin and was buried and rose again? Do you believe that today, if you called out to Jesus and asked him to forgive you and to come into your life, that he would save you. Because friends, the Bible says that is the case. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And I believe that every person should have a day in their life when they understand they're a sinner and they turn to Jesus Christ and pray and trust him as their savior. And I hope that that day might be today for many of you that have gathered in this room. I want to ask you to bow your head and close your eyes with me. Our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed. We're going to have a moment of prayer in just a moment. But here is what I want to encourage you with before we pray. Some of you may have for the first time today realized that you are a sinner who before a holy God deserves punishment for your sin. Perhaps for the first time you've understood that Jesus Christ has done all that's necessary to, to save your sinful soul and to give you assurance of hope in heaven for eternity. If God has spoken to your heart about that today, the Bible simply says, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. Right now, in the stillness of this moment, would be a great moment for you, in your own words, not out loud, but in your heart, to pray and call out to Jesus. Ask 
Him to forgive you of your sin. Ask Him to uh, uh, be your Savior and to take you to heaven when you die. And the Bible says, when you simply call out to Jesus in faith, trusting Him to forgive you of your sin, in that moment, you're saved. Will you do it right now? You've never trusted Christ as your Savior. The Bible says today is the day. Now is the time. I'll say this. If you have more questions about knowing Christ, we put the gospel in the middle of everything we do at Lighthouse Christian Academy and at this church. And we would love to counsel you or help you if you have questions about knowing Christ as your Savior. Father, we come before you and we thank you for this opportunity to be able to hear uh, this uh, wonderful message that has been shared in song and through the, the presentations from our young people. We're grateful for our country. We are so blessed to live in this country. And uh, I thank you, God, for allowing me to be born in America. And I uh, feel, just feel so blessed. And I know that, that we all do. We thank you for the freedom that you've blessed us with in this nation. Freedom for me to be able to stand here, which is not the case in many other countries around this world, and be able to share the gospel. And uh, Lord, I trust in the power of your word and in the transformational power of the gospel. And uh, for anyone who is in here who has heard this news today and accepted you as Savior, I pray that you give them courage to make that decision public. And I pray, Lord, anyone who is uncertain about their eternal destination, that today they would understand who Jesus is and call out to you and trust in you as their Lord and Savior and have the, the peace in their heart that they know they're saved, their sins are forgiven, and that they're on their way to heaven. And for all of us here, I pray that we would use the freedom that you blessed us with in our nation to be able to share this wonderful truth um, that uh, everyone might know how they can be forgiven of their sin and know that they're on their way to heaven. And Lord, I pray that you will uh, allow us to instill in another generation patriotism. And more important than even that, uh, sincere Christianity and a desire to live their lives for your glory. We thank you for these young people. We thank you for their families. And we thank you for the time that we've been able to share together here tonight. And we do pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Well, let's hear it again for these young people. Good job. Now, I also want to say a word of thanks to all of our teachers and to several of the parents who have helped with putting on this program. Could I have all of you stand that uh, they had any part in helping with putting on this program? Let's have all of our teachers stand and, and any of you who were involved with that. Thank you. That's a blessing. Amen. You guys can be seated, and uh, we're going to dismiss the kids here in just a moment. Uh, Wyatt, why don't you come up here? I'm going to have you dismiss us in prayer. He's one of our students in the school, and they did a great job tonight. Uh, come up on here, up here on the platform for me here. I'll say this. A lot of times people ask. Uh, we don't put on these programs uh, to, to have offerings or do anything like that, but if the Lord puts that on your heart. We do have a little uh, giving box in the back, and so uh, just put it right there. Uh, don't hand it to me or anybody else. Who knows what's going to happen if you do that? You can just put it right there, okay? Uh, if the Lord puts that on your heart. 
Uh, but thank you all for coming out. We sure do uh, love the opportunity to be able to have these students as a part of our school. We thank you for trusting us. And I hope that the change of format this year will be a blessing to you all as we get ready to head into the holiday season. Uh, we won't have a Christmas program then. We had our patriotic program here this year, and I believe that the Lord really blessed it. So thanks for coming out tonight. I'll have Wyatt come. Uh, you can dismiss us in a word of prayer and ask God to bless us as we go our separate ways, and then you will be dismissed. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for all your many many blessings lord thank you for this new this new day lord pray that as we travel home and go our separate ways lord help us to leave this building with something in us lord from your word lord pray thank you that this program went well lord and just want to say these things only in your name amen amen, amen. amen. you are dismissed <laughs>